Teen Sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Uh, we have another wet one here in Santa Barbara. I want to give a shout to Eternity Ready Radio for playing us every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, or you might be on uh, AM 1290 or 96.9 FM. So hugs and loves to everybody out there for tuning in to Team Sports Radio. Dr. D, you staying dry there? You're in the mountains. Uh, I am. I, again, I live on a hill. Uh, fortunately, <laughs> I we're know high- the water comes down, but it, still it goes past. It does. It does. And by the way, they are they're they are queen size fitted sheets. I want you to know that. And they're lovely. No, we've got streams rolling down the hill. And sometimes there'll be four or five days after the rain stops between storms and the streams, these little riverlets are continuing to flow. It is so nice. But yes, we're dry. We're high and dry. We're well. We're doing good and um, and very happy to be here. Uh, so we, we brought the sump pump to Carolyn Gibbons' <laughs> farms uh, last week. Wow. Okay, so the week before, we, had, we, 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 we made it through. Okay, we made it through the pond. But uh, Dominique and I definitely, it's fun. I just like going there, man. It's its like, what are you going to do today? Oh, we get to go to the farm. I hope we make it. <laughs> but um, Stephanie in the house, Stephanie Forrester, you've got a guest later on in the show. Who did you bring? I brought my, my brother, Bruce nice. Stewart. Yep. And he's going to talk about winning the World Series for Little League back in 1982. Woohoo! Don oh, Sanders wow. is in the house. We've got a who got after we do the recaps. How are you doing today? Excellent. Yeah? All right. And then we have Dominique in the background. I don't know. You must be running around. You're not making me a cup of coffee right now, are you? Because all I can do is see your face. I got a picture of your face. What are you doing? <laughs> I gave you a cup of peppermint tea. Oh, is this because I was going to say, look kind of funny for coffee. I got tea today. I'm very lucky. Well, what a blessing. All right, so let's do this. We got Romy Davies in the house, Santa Barbara High School Dons. Romy, talk to me. Thank you, Erica, and hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from London, England, with this week's SB Don Sports Recap, which goes out to my twin sister, Eva. In track news, our boys and girls 800-meter relay teams won the invitational sections at the distance carnival of the Simi Valley Invitational. And Annie Connect won the girls' invitational 800 race in a personal best. The girls' team of McKenna Show, Maya Show, Riley DeSoto, and Ailey Alexander won the relay. The boys' quartet of Blaze Snow, Oliver Levine, Bodie Andrewlaitis, and Andre Sibdahl ran a meet record and season best. Their coach Olivia Produces said that both teams were in tight back and forth battles with Granada Hills that came down to decisive anchor legs and it was just great racing from all eight kids. In wrestling news, our champion Pepper Marks advanced to the quarterfinals at the National High School Coaches Association Championships in Virginia Beach, VA. The two-time CIF Southern Section Championship defeated Quincy Robinson of Idaho in the round of 16 on Friday to reach Saturday's quarterfinals in the 235-pound weight class. She's one of four quarterfinalists from the Southern Section, which coach Mark Feidel said speaks volumes about the level of competition Pepper has seen all year. She recently finished sixth at the CIF state championships. 
That's it for this week's Espionza Recap, and see you next time. Thank you, Romy. Next up, Valeria, DP High School Chargers. Talk to me. Thanks, Erica. And hey, everyone, I'm Valeria Tinuccio Romo, back with this week's Charger Recap. Starting off with softball, our softball team played against Santa Barbara High School. The final score was 17-0, the Chargers taking the win. DP Softball is currently undefeated in league with a record of 5-0. Boys Golf also had a match against Santa Barbara with the final score of 376-400. The Chargers took the win. And finally, Boys Tennis. Boys Tennis played against Pacifica High School with the final score of 17-1. The Chargers also taking the win. And before I wrap up this recap, I want to give a huge shout out to all the students of DP. Let's keep winning those games, Chargers. And that is it for this week's Charger Recap. I'm Valeria Tiburcio-Romo, and I'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Aren't our ladies amazing, Dr. D? Come yeah. on now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I want to see... week one? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, I want to see You're more. I want to see more women uh, in broadcasting. A matter of okay, fact, well, I leaned I well, leaned into hiring more women when I was doing hiring. There you go. Yeah. All right. Next next up, Sean Walters, Bishop Diego High School Cardinals. Sean, I love you. Thank you for the shout last week. Um, this intro for this recap is going to Sean Walters. Love this kid. He's he's got he's got it all. And he definitely has a uh, job in broadcasting, and that is from Richard Dugan. When Richard Dugan yep. says you have a job in broadcasting, yep. you've got a job in broadcasting. <laughs> What's going on at Bishop? Thank you so much, Erica. This is Bishop Diego High School senior Sean Walter signing on once again to give you the Bishop Diego High School sports recap. This segment goes out to my wonderful parents, Sean Sr. and Martha Walters. Love you guys. Now, starting this recap off strong with varsity boys volleyball, last Tuesday, the Cardinals got a non-league win at home against Paraclete in which they won 3-1. We had four players with double-digit kills. Liam Flood had 15, Braylon Caters had 13, John Michael Flint also had 13, and Nick Molesky had 11. They weren't done yet though as they faced St. Bonaventure at home two days later and swept them as well, 3-0. Liam Flood led the way once again with 11 kills and Braylon Caters followed close behind with 10. Great job guys. Now, with our boys golf news, the boys sadly lost an extremely close match on a very windy afternoon to Foothill Tech, 252 to 247. The wind clearly wasn't on our side for this match, but I know that we'll be back. Lastly, a massive congratulations to junior Galilea de la Cruz and senior Lily Simelon on being named to the first team All-CIF Division 4A girls basketball team. These two truly deserved it, so once again, congratulations, girls. Well, everyone, that's all I've got for your Bishop Sports Recap. Thank you so much for listening, and please don't forget to tune in once again next week. This is Sean Walters signing off. Fantastic. Thank you, Sean. All right. We've got a royal duet here, San Marcos High School Royals, Ambrose Parti, Sammy Schaefer. Thank you for your picks last week. I put them up on uh, Facebook, got a lot of smiles, a lot of likes. Ladies and gentlemen, royal recap, what's going on? Thanks, Erica. It's Sammy and Ambrose here with your weekly sports update. Starting off with softball, our girls beat Oxnard 7-6 in a Channel League match last Monday. 
Freshman Jessica Vega blasted a walk-off solo home run with two outs in the ninth inning to cap off a great day at the plate as she went 3-for-5 with three RBIs. Gigi Grit, Caitlin Early, and Camila Morales also went 3-for-5 on the day. San Marcos collected 18 hits in the game. Great job, girls. Now moving on to lacrosse, last Tuesday, our girls beat Kate 12-7 in the Wardican Stadium. San Marcos scored five unanswered goals in the first 18 minutes in the second half to break open a 7-5 lead at halftime. Junior Mia Martinez led all scores with four goals and eight Royals contributed to the offense. Junior goalie Megan Taylor had 12 saves for the Royals. Great job, girls. Now moving on to volleyball, our boys swept Buena in sets of 25 to 11, 25 to 12, and 25 to 15 in the Channel League match last Tuesday. Cameron Earls turned in a solid performance and sets a good offense, said Coach Coons. Nate Loomer has become his go-to guy and the two of them have developed a strong chemistry. Also, congrats to Jack Wilson on being named Roundtable Athlete of the Week. And congrats to SM swimmer Sierra Tallman for also being named Athlete of the Week at Monday's Santa Barbara Athletic Roundtable Press Luncheon. We'd also like to give a shout out to Dr. Serena. Thank you so much for tuning in all the way from Maine. That's what we have for you this week. Back to you, Erica. Fantastic. All right. Next up. <laughs> what do we got up next, Dr. D? Uh, we've got, I believe, uh, Ahuga. Ahuga, right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Don Sanders, donsmassageinohide.com. I wanted to share with you a, a local a local cultural tradition we have called a huga. It comes from a Danish-Norwegian custom of things that make you feel comfy and cozy, like you've received a hug, maybe not with the physical, actual hug. And... Uh, I wanted to make a quick case for finding those moments in engagement versus just pure escape. Uh, even our best intention, well-meaning adults in our lives sometimes squash imagination and possibility thinking. And so uh, I just encourage, you know, uh, engage, get out some, get out and have some exercise in nature, open a book and read, experience some art and culture. My younger daughter, one time when she first moved to Santa Barbara there, got me up viewing, taking the view from the top of City Hall. And then we went to that little museum on State Street. Great stuff. And I was recently had a birthday and I want to just throw this out here and then see if the squad wants to respond. My daughter joined us uh, a day before my birthday and she's been creative writing. She gets uh, creative uh, prompts from sites you can look up on the internet. And so she she uh, in, invited me to do this with her. And she she uh, picked one where two great wizards have gotten in an epic conflict. And somehow they have gotten locked into a tree in ancient times. Now that tree is a coffee table in your living room. 
So, so I'm going to play with this because I haven't enjoyed creative writing since the eighth grade and I did all through elementary school. And so that's definitely a, a huga kind of a kind of moment for me. And so my daughter and my uh, other, both my daughters give me so many uh, chances for that. We, we got to see everyone on, on the day before my actual birthday and so I just, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there in terms of, uh, you know, um, allowing yourself to possibility think. Um, this may, some people may not have access to this, but I just saw a tremendous little movie called The Magician's Elephant on Netflix. And uh, that's another one I strongly recommend for you to uh, engage and tap into that, that imaginative place. So we're talking about a mind, body and spirit thing here. So Anybody else, uh, any, is anything I said engendered anything uh, stirred a memory for any of the squad that's here? Dominique. Oh, I love it. This is, this is Dominique Hackett, Sun River Wellness Center. The writing prompts, that is so such a fantastic way to integrate conversations with family and friends, creative writing. Ah. It, it brings that sensation of well-being and it gives we your voice power. Yeah. yeah. Even if you yeah. want to dummy that down, what we started doing about a week ago, maybe 10 days ago, was journaling. So we shut down the house. Now, after we clean up the kitchen, do all the duties of the day, 8 o'clock, boom, no more technology. So you have two choices. You can either listen to an audible book, write or read a book. And those are the three things until, you know, until we go to bed. And that's, that's what, how we shut down the house now, because I, I don't know, I was just getting up, watching things up until 12, one o'clock in the morning. Then I'm laying awake. It didn't make any sense. And then my whole rhythm is off. And I know kids that too, is they're gaming or they're playing things. And it, I think what we're going to do is we need to detach ourselves from technology and writing is a beautiful form. And I think that's something that we need to mandate in the house, Dominique and I had uh, uh, students, we had international exchange students for almost a decade, and we shut down the house. You've got, if you've got to do studies and works and stuff like that, but after that, as a matter of fact, I wired the house where I could shut with one button, I could shut down the internet. <laughs> what? Yeah, my, daughter, my, my daughter and my what son button? were in, but my daughter, my 20 some, my 21 year old son and my soon to be 24 year old daughter were in the living room with us the other night, my wife and I. And and couldn't believe my ears. They were they were saying, Dad, I, I don't like the sound of some of these things. It sounds like addictive behavior. I want to recommend that you and mom get off social media. I'm 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 flabbergasted. So we're, the conversation was rolling. It was great. Towards the end of the conversation, I looked up and said, hey, guys, I just deleted the three, ma three major social media platforms from my phone. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's freeing up energy to go in other directions. I'm I'm very excited. Speaking of possibility thinking, I'm very excited about the possibilities. You know, when you when you go around here in town and you go to restaurants and you see it's unfortunate with what I see with kids and they're all on the uh computers and I don't see a lot of engagements. So I'm just saying, okay, we live in a town and I, I don't, I don't get it because we, I guess that you're seeing something that you didn't grow up with. So it's not familiar to you, but my son, Joseph went to San Luis Obispo to see a friend up there 
And he first thing he noticed was how friendly everybody was in San, San, uh, San Luis Obispo. And he didn't see any kids. He saw all the kids outside playing, riding their bikes with their families. And he, he said, Mom, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see one person pop out a phone. I said, that's beautiful. At least we know we have pockets like that because that's not here. I'm sorry. Yeah. You watch kids going to school. Their face is just planted on you. Want, you could watch people in their car looking at their phone. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's, yeah. not, it's bad. They don't even look. They don't even look crossing the street. They're looking at their phone. I know it's horrible. It's no. horrible. Stephanie, how is it in Ohio? You see a lot. Well, you haven't been outside of the house in about a month. Because no, <laughs> no, no. You're buried in the snow. Yeah, we. It, the streets are pretty empty here, so you've got a few people crossing over the street. Nobody's on their cell phones at all. Um, in fact, you're kind of shunned when you're on your phone. So it's it's different. It's different. I just went out of the house for a couple hours and uh, didn't bring my phone. Nice. Uh, mm -hmm. Wow. I don't know if I wouldn't bring my phone. I don't know if I'm not that detached <laughs> in case of emergency. Uh, I guess somebody has a phone. Well, everybody's, one, two, you know? everybody's two feet away. Yeah, exactly, right? You can close your eyes and go right through the town. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right. Hicksville, Ohio. Hicksville, Ohio. I think it's right. a fourth of a mile long. <laughs> 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 Dominique. Well, I just love the hygge sensation that we have when we let go of technology and look each other in the eye. There's an immediate recognition of, oh, this is a beautiful connection. And my body responds by saying, yeah, do more of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, the only problem is that we have been so disconnected. Someone's going to look at you like that and you're going to go, what, what, what are you, what's wrong? What's up? What did I do? What, what are you, what are you looking at me like that for? And, and we need to get back into the practice of genuinely, lovingly, kindly looking at one another. And, and saying, saying hello. Hi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just saying hello. <laughs> just say hi. Yeah. yeah it, once upon a time after weird. school, we used to come home and have a bowl of cereal, go to somebody else's house, and you're hanging out. And then everything kind of just settles down, down, down. And there's a still point, And you're like, wow, kind of bored. What should we do? And that's like, that's like right there is like striking flint to make a fire for your creativity. You get mm. out and then you, you know, go, go build a tree fort or whatever, go climb a tree. It's just, that's, but kids aren't having that time to, to wind down there and get to that still point anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I never walk down the street passing somebody and not say, Hey there. Uh, never. Uh, there's no way a person's going to pass me and I'm not going to acknowledge them. Mm. And it's true because you get a lot of surprise looks like, are you talking to me? Do I know you? <laughs> and then they're pondering for the next you know, quarter mile. How do I know her? How do I know her? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not normal, but we got to change it. It's just a behavioral thing. Yeah. If everybody just did that, we'll start right here with six of us. Don't let anybody pass you that you know or don't know without acknowledging them. You never know who's dating. We're all connected. Yeah. So, look, you're, you're going to get that energy right back to yourself. So, anyway, that's we used, to, we used to make a habit of, and my, my son would go, Mom, stop it. If I was stopping at a stop, stop sign, there was a woman there. I'd say, oh My gosh, your hair looks so pretty. Because you never know what kind of day they're having. Mm -hmm. You know, it could yeah. make or break. I mean, yeah, just, you could make their day. You absolutely yeah. could. Uh -huh. yeah. Totally. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I had a woman at the uh, grocery store say, oh, I love your hair. I said, thank you. <gasps> she goes, who did it? I go, B-O-X, Lassens. That's right, right there. I like that. Really? I said, yeah, I do it every new moon. That's it. I don't know what it's going to come out. It's what's whatever it is is on sale that week so i have different color hairs so I love it who cares i mean this is a little redder than i'm used to but you know i'm getting a lot of compliments there on it go. for whatever reason there so you there you go all right wow good section we've got stephanie forrester right after these messages dance for me dance for me dance for me oh 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 i never seen anybody do that thing to do Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, thank you. This is Stephanie Forrester, the community activist. And I'm here to introduce my brother, Bruce. I'm very proud of that he is going to talk about what it was like back in 1982 winning the World Series with the Goleta Valley South Little League team. Wow, that what what a what a ride that was! I I just landed in Santa Barbara, just started Westmont, and I knew about it. Awesome, fantastic! Thank yeah, you so so I'll, I'll back up a couple years. Um, we had this amazing group of kids in. Um, so two two years before that, we came one game away from going to that Little League World Series for the 12-year-olds uh, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And we we lost the game that would have taken us to that, the game that is on TV where they have all the uh, major league players announcing it and whatnot. So we had a great group of kids already. And then at 13-year-old, the 13-year-olds the next year, we went undefeated and won the state championship that's as far as that went so we had a really good team already and then at 14 we went i think about halfway there and then we lost but at so at 15 we knew we already knew we had a really good team an incredible uh coaching staff and so we started winning and winning and working really hard and like our practices we practiced our butts off like we were in better shape at 15 than at, at that baseball level than we were at 18 and 20 year year olds at uh, junior college so we wound up winning and we kept winning and we we um, traveled to Hawaii, and we <clears throat> we won there. We beat Taiwan, and we finally won the the last game. We beat um, Orange Park, Florida, 
and won the World Series. And um, it even today was like it's the greatest event of my entire life. It was incredible. When we flew back to Goleta, we're like, oh, we're so tired. We were like, we're home. And everyone's like, look out the window. Look out the window of the plane. And there was a huge crowd, like hundreds and hundreds of people holding banners and and um, a huge welcoming committee. We, we were like blown away. We were treated like celebrities when we got off. And um, the we got a each of us got a letter from President Reagan. Um, he, he used to be a sports announcer and, um, we were like, oh my God, Ronald Reagan wrote us a letter and, uh, man. So it was an incredible confidence booster for us. And uh, I remember going to high school that next fall and, um, I'm super nervous, total nerd. And, um, I remember my first class, I walked in there and I didn't want to be there and, you know how that goes, freshman. And the teacher goes, hey, you're one of the players from the world champs, aren't you? You know, because there's newspaper articles and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. He's all, would you mind telling the story of what it was like? I'm like, okay. And and um, I wasn't a speaker. I'm like, I don't know what I said, but I probably just said, hey, it was really cool. And um, But what a confidence boost of of him just recognizing someone out of the crowd and that just it just like made the rest of that day which was really awkward um great and then from then i got to go to junior college um they paid for books and tuition and then uh, i went on to a four-year college from there um but just the camaraderie and the teamwork the coaches were were so good um and a, a lot of a lot of the kids were like we were super tall kids for at like 12 years old most of us were like almost six foot tall already so I oh, we had to, we had to turn in magic our, right there i coached yeah. basketball for 28 years so when yeah, i had yeah. in eighth grade that was six three and most of the other kids were chest high i didn't even have them warm up i just used to have them walk okay on the of the other bench <laughs> We had we had to turn in uh, birth certificates, you know, to prove our age, you know. Yeah. And uh, I remember the other teams; they were like, "What the heck? These guys aren't 12. So, at, in some of the games, they were like, "We want to see the birth certificates," because some of the <laughs> some of the pitchers were like, they'd stand on the mound compared to the other team, and they're like, "There's no way they're 12. No way." And, right. uh, that's awesome it was just magic you know this is this doesn't happen it happens once every probably 50 years yeah yeah it was that's insane. great and your that's cousin awesome. was on the team what's that billy was on the team your cousin yeah that was another it, that was so awesome my cousin got to play on the team and uh it was great we we got to go every year we got to go to on a camping trip with my cousin and he kept saying, "Hey, whenever we, whenever we get knocked out of the competition, we're going to go to the lake." And I was like, "I don't think we're ever going to lose. I think it's going to take up the whole summer. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going home." But um, what a sacrifice the coaches and the umpires and everybody did. I remember our head coach had a big plumbing business, and um, 
he took a hit, man. He didn't work all summer. And so I don't know what I would have done without literally without sports. I didn't have any, really any other interests. So man, I sports can man change your life. So I was so, so excited. I think about it all the time. I have this, this letter in my hallway and, and then they, we've got this book of um, headlines from the Santa Barbara News Press, and they put like Galita sits on top of the world. It's got uh, my cousin sliding into second base, and man, so many memories. And it was like the most exciting thing um, ever. Nice. Talk about, talk about magic. It's like you got talk about magic. Like this harmonic convergence. When I was reading the article Erica sent of all you guys coming together. And, and just how awesome and together and connected you were and what you accomplished in a really relatively short period of time. I think, uh, I think there's a movie here, like Field of, it'll give Field of Dreams a, a run for its money. I'm sure, I don't know why they haven't made the movie yet, because we're in Santa Barbara. This is the Hollywood capital. This is the mini capital of Hollywood. Yeah. Well, at once was, I don't know, maybe this will start something right now. You'd have to play the coach. You couldn't play yourself. But you could play a coach. Let's you do know, this. Got, Bruce, let me take a break. And then we're going to yeah. come right back to Bruce Stewart right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back. This is Stephanie Forrester. And if you just joined in, we are speaking to my brother, Bruce Stewart, who is telling us what it was like to be part of South Valley Little League in 1982 that won the Little League Championship. Nice. Uh, this all, I, I think we all have some kind of question. So I didn't. I, so of your family, you had you and your cousin. So did either of your dads or moms had they participate in it, or were they working? Or, or usually, all the sports that I've ever participated in with my kids, somebody you know you're involved in as much as you can be involved. But were, was your dad a coach? Or um. My dad went to every single game. My mom went to every single game. My grandparents, um, my, my yeah, my cousin's dad, his mom. Yeah, they went to all the games. I think my dad might have had to skip traveling to the uh, Gary, Indiana, uh, and Hawaii. But other than that, they went to every game. And my cousin's dad helped coach. He played semi-professional baseball. My dad played semi-professional baseball. And, um, yeah, baseball was in the blood for sure. So how was it when getting home, winning after winning? Did they, how did they keep you guys humble? Because 
when you're doing that winning, 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 I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's a struggle, really. Oh, it's a great question. Our, our coaches beat it into our heads to be humble. Like a lot of the kids were like home run hitters. And it wasn't uncommon for those guys to be called on. If there was like a guy on third, they'd, it wasn't unusual for them to be given a sign to bunt, squeeze play, and that they wouldn't think anything of it where a lot of guys would be like offended. You called me, you wanted me to bunt? You know, I'm a home run hitter. I wouldn't, they wouldn't be questioned. You know, they would, wouldn't think anything of it. It's all about sacrifice and teamwork and, and, um, even if we played a team that, you know, might not be that good, we, we, you know, played like they were really good. Like, yeah. I, I can't remember. I watch a lot of baseball. I can't honestly remember the last time I saw somebody lay down a butt. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just like, I don't, it's a small ball. It just doesn't even make sense. You know, it's just crazy. We we did a lot of bunting too. Uh, the coaches had the kids learn how to bunt early, like way early. That's fantastic. So, is there one special moment that I mean, you have a lot of moments with all the wins. I mean, you going back to twelve, thirteen, fourteen, but now you're fifteen. I don't care if that moment was at twelve or thirteen, and maybe you had a walk off or something. But do you have one special? That what is that one moment of all the years that you've played? That, that you go to bed or you wake up to? Absolutely. Is uh, when we were uh, 15 year olds, we were playing Taiwan and they're incredible. They, they're serious. If they, one of their players make an error, they, um, they pull them out right away. They just, they call timeout and yank them. I don't know. And the family gets pulled out too. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what they do to them in the dugout. Man, they're serious. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not even funny. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah. Sorry. yeah, no, they're <laughs> super serious. That's not funny. Okay, go ahead. Not funny right there. Yeah, so um, it was one of the rare games where we were behind. We, didn't, we were never behind. We, we, we usually were ahead. And um, we had a, re a really good left-handed pitcher. Um, they pulled him out, and I went in to pitch, and – the first pitch I threw, the guy hit a home run. <laughs> I was like, great. And um, um, I was like, it was the first and only time I ever had. It was like tunnel vision, and it was a night game. And, uh, man, um, the catcher's glove, it seemed like it was like a beach this ball. big all of a sudden. I was trying to focus on, on the glove. And uh, – I like got the next, I think the next two innings, I got the next guys out because from just concentrating in the adrenaline rush, that instead of the catcher's glove being really like that big, it just seemed like enormous. And um, we wound up coming ahead in runs. And um, I've never had that focus before. It was just uh, adrenaline. And uh, we won that game. And after I got the last out, I looked over and uh, my coach just had tears of ball and his eyes out. And uh, so it was, that was the funnest, best game ever. Oh, I can imagine that. That is amazing. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Real emotional. I think I, 
Yeah. Well, I think I told you that, um, I don't know if I said this on air or not, so I'm, I'm going to have to repeat myself because it was so good. But I do remember the last thing you don't do is assume because our kids was one game away from traveling up to Washington and everybody was so darn cocky. All these parents are all making their reservations in their hotel because they wanted to save their money and all of a sudden, okay, the bottom of the night. All right. And I'm like, don't do that. I mean, this is that's a sacrilegious. This you are cursing the team. And I, I had to like walk away. And then oh, it was so that was and so that's not a happy moment. Okay. <laughs> that was that was my big moment. So it's just like I learned a lot from that. It's just like don't the baseball gods are weird. You gotta it's crazy. And then I'll never forget because during this time there was this woman. And I remember for years and years and years, she must have been a grandparent. She's probably in her 80s. She had this big cowbell. Okay. She was so obnoxious. Bang, 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 bang with this cowbell. I mean, I, I'm telling you, she should get the game ball because she rallied that team back from like four or five runs in the last inning with that damn. I wanted to take that cowbell, you know, one of the things, steal the cowbell from the other team. <laughs> So that was just like, that was not their magic. Yeah. So, Stephanie. My favorite picture I'll, I'll never forget is when you guys won and you guys were walking across the field. All of you had your heads down and were in tears. You were so humble. Um, it was not a bunch of that high five or anything like that. You guys just showed so much respect and so much humbleness. And that was, that's one of my favorite pictures. Yeah. Yeah, we were taught never to showboat or anything. It was highly frowned upon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dr. G, we have another section left, right? Uh, one short one. You got it. All right, let's take another little break. We are in the house with Bruce Stewart, 82, Goleta South Little League world champion player from the team. We're going to be back with more of these messages. Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, this is Stephanie Forrester. Thank you again for letting me back on to say something. Um, I'm the community activist on this host show, and I wanted to bring up something very quickly. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the 73rd Golden Mics Award on Journalism. It's happening this Saturday, and it's a very nice, it's a very great award. It's very strategic. The difference between that and any other competition is it only um, it only um, enters in um, excellency. And um, I am the winner of my story um, under the best medical and the best scientific story. And my story was mother warns of fentanyl danger after losing her son. 
And that was a very emotional interview. I did two weeks after I lost my son. So I'm very happy to go this Saturday. I'm very happy to receive my uh, Grammy on it. So I just want to explain that to you and tell you that. Well, Stephanie, we're all putting our hands together for you. Okay. You get a lot of global love here right now. Um, it's been a, is it gone through an amazing journey and you've been a great voice and it's, the lives and the information that you have changed through the experience that you've had to suffer. Um, I know Justin is, he's not gone. He's in your heart every single day, just in a different way. So Stephanie, thank you for everything that you've done in Santa Barbara and with the different projects that you're leading and anything. Um, if you want to say anything else, it's, you know, the floor is yours, my love. Um, that our kids matter. Our kids matter. That's why sports is so important. Um, parents learn how to get down on their level. This isn't like the old generation. Oh, when I was this, because it's not the same. You have to get on their level. It's a completely different ball game. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're learning new tools. I mean, that's that's part of why the show incorporates talking about Huga. We're learning new ways to connect with one another and create that sense of well-being. Yeah. The key is, is to communicate and to connect. open your hearts, connect, communicate. Don. Yeah. Um, I just think that uh, these kind of things, um, you know, I'm, I'm still, as, as you know, I lost my son to a fentanyl incident too and uh you know i'm still i'm still trying to um you know wrap my head around it and uh you know i i just i just think that you know no one no one is here without a purpose and a mission so i just you know a recent giant rainstorms they were talking about how the rain recharges the aquifers here that you know our water companies use to service water so i just i'm sending you know i'm I'm sending the intention or the prayer for my son's life to just be charged up for whatever his next mission or purpose is you know yeah. like, i i don't believe that that we just get one go around with life i think that you know i i basically believe we go back to life force central and then take another assignment so i'm just been sending him fortification for his next assignment <sighs> Nice. Well, Bruce, you lost a nephew. How how are you holding up? Yeah, yeah, just best we can. I miss him all the time. And I think about my sister all the time. And and man, it's a it's a crazy thing that's going around. It just takes once and that's it. It seems like doesn't matter who it's it because it's being put into everything you just it's it's just it's beyond belief that we are not getting our hands wrapped around this i don't not pointing fingers it's just we need to as a community stand up and just say enough stephanie well Real quick, um, now they're putting it in horse tranquilizers that's going around. And the thing about it is the Narcan will not save them. So I just, there's, it's growing at a different pace right now. So the horse tranquilizer, if they put the fentanyl in it, Narcan will not retrieve them. Yeah. 
it's what's what's so blind about the whole thing here we have such a small community here on teen sports radio for the last 13 years and in the last 12 months two of our co-hosts lost a loved one that child and i don't that in itself should wake up the community to say hey parents you need to wake up and you need to really get involved and what's going on in in school and you really need to educate your child and we all know that just say no that was a plane crash that doesn't work okay it's not the way to approach the situation we can't um share the tools that we grow up with because the the lay of the land is completely different so (laughs) i mean i'm not educated in it but i do know if you talk about it and you give the person the tools and the awareness so hey when you're handed something do not take it don't take it unless it's prescribed from a doctor stephanie we got 10 seconds so i'll let you know i'm adamant at saying that our school system has failed they have failed to do the right thing so and i've been in touch with a lot of other schools and this is part of a course that they take in junior high and in high school something to think about it let's get involved and let's not let somebody walk past us this week without acknowledging them give put them a smile give them just give them show them love all right god bless you guys santa barbara see you next week i'm unstoppable i'm a pusher with no brakes i'm invincible yeah i would never